Welcome back to the Feminist Love of Humanity podcast episode three. This episode is centering around the idea of nuance and our life being a tapestry um, and also numbness around the specific theme of numbness. So I want to discuss numbness because I felt it in my life in various seasons seasons being another overarching theme of this podcast today and probably many that I will get into Um, but looking at seasons in my life where I've experienced depression in variety of forms like depression where I'm going up to my room at 5 p.m and not coming back down to being simply a little more numb and experiencing life with a level of distance between scenario or the context that I'm operating within and where I am in relation to it. So I look at numbness in different ways now. I look at it more nuanced and I've come to realize that perspective is a major tool in our tool belt and we have the ability to shift our perspective and learn a whole um, other nuance or side or or fragment to the whole Um, so when I think about numbness I think of it as either numbing out and something that maybe I'm doing um, to distance myself because there is a feeling that if I'm not numb it will be maybe too loud too much too painful whatever that idea may be but then I also see numbness blurring into this call to stillness and being still being still was not something I was comfortable with in my life in many parts and I found myself when I was younger jumping from thing to thing to thing to encourage a busyness so that I didn't necessarily feel the stillness there have been points though where outer circumstances or context has sort of moved me into stillness outside of my my want or will for that stillness so understanding that I can I can fall within that spectrum sometimes and the more conscious I can be of it the more I get to notice the more I get to learn about myself the more I get to learn about my nervous system or how embodied I am through certain experiences So some of the ways in which I look at the seasons of my life is that I'm holding it all. So there are moments where I can travel through numbness without guilt or shame around the fact that I am feeling numb or I'm choosing to partner with numbness. I'm choosing to feel numb, whether that be the use of many things, television, um, sleep, Um, cannabis, alcohol, whatever it has been in the past or that I continue to partner with for numbness, I'm not shaming myself over it because I understand that it's a season. It's not a permanent state. And I also like to look at my life in seasons or even another metaphor as a tapestry, as a tapestry that holds all the richness of what I've already experienced. I don't have to condemn specific portions of my life 
in order for me to feel the richness of my life. So another metaphor that I like to look at as well is that regardless of the waves, the individual expressions or the sections of the tapestry, it's always the whole thing. Regardless of the waves, I like the water analogies as well. Regardless of the waves that I'm experiencing, I'm in the waves, but I'm also the ocean and I'm also the water and I'm also um, something bigger than this that is experiencing this and partnering with this. And I know that's such a big sort of conceptual idea, but I'm practicing operationalizing it daily and remembering that even when I'm in a task, I'm there with the task. I'm partnering with the emotions that are coming up through the task, but I'm also the bigness of my soul and spirit experiencing life. And sometimes when I can do that and hold both perspectives at once, it takes the pressure off. It relieves my perfectionism in the moment. So. I also like to look at the perspective of life as a gift and this can be hard to access in my numb or depression seasons but when I am able to access it from stillness it provides another layer or another way of of partnering with life so I like to look at life that I've been gifted the experience I have the ability to numb to that reality or I have the ability to witness it all. And I choose what I have the energy for, and I don't chastise myself when I don't fully have the energy for either. Or if I don't have the energy to witness it all, be there for it all. You know, sometimes in the past, I didn't even realize I was numbing. And I feel like, I've talked about this on my Instagram page, I feel like this is the fine line of nuance. When you understand, am I numbing here, or am I being called to stillness? And the difference can be all in perspective. The difference can be, I've chosen to be still. I've, I've seen in my life, I've started to slow down. There's a lower energy, there's a lower creativity, there's lower desire, there's lower interaction with the external environment. And that's a signal to me that I'm called to stillness. Sometimes I even get excited because I know within that stillness, desire gets to reawaken eventually and that feeling of the rekindling of desire that moves me is an exciting one especially coming from stillness and so I've been learning as of late that stillness doesn't have to feel uncomfortable all the time actually sometimes it can feel really rewarding it can feel really juicy and I say juicy because not always does it feel juicy but sometimes the thought of stillness feels very juicy so not realizing that I was numbing and and understanding this fine line I was not comfortable with stillness and I'm so grateful to be able to zoom out and see it all sometimes I recognize that I'm in the wave and sometimes I recognize that I am the ocean and that's really helpful in these moments of stillness It's helpful for me to be able to observe that consciously, to jump in and dive into the waves as they're coming, and also to bob along the top and float. So I would suggest taking stock of where you are in your journey. Where are you within your seasons? 
And how can you choose to partner with that? How can you see value in it? How can you choose the perspective that you're that you'd like to take or that serves you? Another aspect would be learning the language of your soul and your mind, learning the language of your inner teachers and tutors. So asking, how can I learn the language of this? And sometimes it takes the presence and the stillness to actually discern the difference. I was speaking with someone yesterday, actually, and mentioned, well, knowing what's your mind versus knowing what's your soul that's speaking to you. And the person said, how do I know the difference? That's so difficult. And I understand that that this is difficult it took me a long time to understand the nuance it doesn't have to take everybody a long time it's just the way it came to me to be honest was in the shower often I'd be in the shower with no stimulation other than just myself and my stillness and I would start to see the subtle difference between my mind and my soul so learning that language right asking all of those questions while remembering the whole tapestry the whole ocean there are seasons and we may go numb but if we choose to consciously partner with the changing seasons our nervous system can stay conscious through it all and we can accept the seasons and take comfort in the constant change change no longer becomes a thing to be feared but becomes the thing we can take comfort in knowing that all things pass And knowing that what is meant for you won't pass you. These two things are are great comfort to me. I can accept the seasons. I can accept that desire will come around and it will arouse me out of my stillness again. It can be the pulse in the hibernation that reminds you. So desire can be your enlivening, your awakening season. And you can go at your pace. I was having a conversation with somebody recently talking about once you come aware of this, you can become aware of how conscious you are of what's going on in your life and how you are co-creating it. You can go at your own pace. It's not as... I, once the door opens, you can't unsee it. But you can also go at your own pace. It doesn't have to be something that smacks you over it can be something that you work with every day you can learn your language to speak with your inner teacher you can know what you're being shown and co-creating with you can become aware of these things in your life and start to really feel as though there's richness in all of the aspects in all of the seasons and desire is something i'm so excited about and I'm learning more and more about desire, what desire is, what it isn't, what it can do for you, what it can't do for you, how sustainable it is. And desire is is just like any other thing. It, It comes and it passes as well, but it has a function. And its function is to wake us up, to electrify our energy, to have us... I mean, desire for me, what's coming is the smell of toast or the smell of bacon or the smell of some coffee first thing in the morning. Desire is that thing that arouses you out of a slumber. 
And I think that when we learn about stillness and numbness, knowing that desire is also part of the evolution, part of the seasons, we can take comfort in the fact that we will be moved if we are open. We will be shown the next steps. We will be able to walk forward. We don't get stuck in any place unless we choose to not see the opportunities and the doorways and the windows and the crack of light and the gold. And and so next podcast, I'd like to talk about desire more deeply. And I'd like to talk about celebrating more deeply because when we don't fully engage with all aspects of the cycle and all aspects of the seasons, we don't get to feel and experience the richness as we could. We don't get to celebrate fully because perhaps we're on to the next thing. We don't get to allow, we don't necessarily allow desire to really stew and simmer and build momentum and create exponential energy increases if we don't allow our bodies to hold it and sit with it. And that's like many parts of the cycle and the seasons to be able to let our bodies sit with it and really have it pick up steam and exponentiate within our energy is a disservice because life is so incredible and it's so rich and we can feel alive just by choosing to consciously co-create with our life thank you for listening i can't wait to return and discuss pleasure and desire thank you very much One exercise that I did while exploring my seasons, uh, seasons of numbness, trying to understand how they were of use to me as opposed to condemning or, or looking at them as wrong, was to take an inventory of the various experiences in my life that had a lasting impact on me. Um, Creating the first two episodes of this podcast also helped with this because I was able to look at my experience to date and reorganize or recatalog that because I believe that this patchwork or this tapestry of our life that we're creating, we can go back and and re-sew patches, we can add to those patches, we can embroider, we can add nuance, we can re-perspectivize I like this being able to use that word re-perspectivize or perspectivize a situation and the first two episodes of my podcast really afforded me the ability to reflect in a way that was paying homage to the learning and the experiences in in reverence as opposed to in frustration and So I would encourage that. Take an inventory of your life and decide what you want to remember and how you want to remember it. You have the ability to do that. And I know that there's talk in circles about bypassing or, you know, some people might get the fear that perhaps they're tricking themselves or taking a really negative um, experience and putting a positive spin on it. But I think when you're really conscious and you're really interested in acceptance and you do it from these still moments of 
complete bare honesty with yourself. You can look at how you looked at it then, but you can add the layer of the wisdom you have now and understand it from a whole different vantage point. And in some cases, you actually release yourself from some of the chains that felt like were maybe around that or from the heaviness of the experience and you can recapture that experience in a way that's more elevated that serves you that actually becomes a little patch on your girl guide sash or on your boy scout sash it becomes something that now is giving life that you've been able to perspectivize in a way that offers you growth and also offers you a sense of accomplishment when you actually look at it your past from a different perspective so I would suggest that take inventory take stock it's not necessarily cherry-picking your life but it's certainly looking at the moments of pain in their richness looking at the moments of learning and being new and being green or being vulnerable or being embarrassed and claiming them as part of your story and claiming them as part of the whole thing and part of your strength and claiming them in a way that actually makes you masterful it's that idea of incorporating them into the work of art that your life is and you get to decide how they add to your overall experience and you get to decide that they don't necessarily detract when you look at your lifetime and you look at the overall picture that you are the ocean or that your life is the tapestry or that you're experiencing seasons you can accept a lot more than if you're only looking at the result and you're only looking at what you've gained uh, materially so I think that it's really worthwhile to go back and visit the past in a way that honors your experience. And if you make a commitment to yourself that when you look at the past, you're going to look for what you did right. You're going to look for the growth. You're going to look for the richness. And I I love that word. Promise yourself you'll look for the richness. You'll hold a whole new light. You'll look at it as if it was your child or your sibling or somebody in your life that was learning and have that same compassion for yourself and write that into your tapestry and now suddenly you get the badge and you've chosen it you don't have to wait for someone to tell you that that's the badge or that's the gift or that's the gold you get to mine the gold from your own experience your own past your own heart your own cellular and energetic experiences you you get to mine the gold that's part of the journey that's part of the excitement that's part of why we're here and so I would say what I'm not doing and what I would suggest for you to do is to not allow the external to dictate what gold you get to mine from your life and really be open to your you're the one steering your ship you're that big that you get to reveal the gold from every experience that you've had every experience make the commitment going forward every experience you have has gold in it especially 
the hard ones because I've done enough work to know within my bones that every rainy day, every low, every stillness, every heartache produces gold. You just have to be willing to look for it. And sometimes the willingness comes in the form of acceptance. Sometimes it comes in the form of journaling. Sometimes it's frustrating and you can't see the gold and you just have to sit and be patient. But as long as you're open to the idea and the concept that everything has gold, you will see it. There are seasons and we may go numb. But if we choose to consciously partner with the changing seasons, our nervous system can stay conscious through it all. And we can accept the seasons and take comfort in the constant change. Change no longer becomes a thing to be feared, but becomes the thing we can take comfort in, knowing that all things pass. And knowing that what is meant for you won't pass you. These two things are, are great comfort to me. I can accept the seasons. I can accept that desire will come around and it will arouse me out of my stillness again. It can be the pulse in the hibernation that reminds you. So desire can be your enlivening, your awakening season. And you can go at your pace. I was having a conversation with somebody recently talking about once you come aware of this, you can become aware of how conscious you are of what's going on in your life and how you are co-creating it. You can go at your own pace. It's not as... I, once the door opens, you can't unsee it. But you can also go at your own pace. It doesn't have to be something that smacks you over. It can be something that you work with every day. You can learn your language to speak with your inner teacher. You can know what you're being shown and co-creating with. You can become aware of these things in your life and start to really feel as though there's richness in all of the aspects, in all of the seasons. And desire is something I'm so excited about. And I'm learning more and more about desire, what desire is, what it isn't, what it can do for you, what it can't do for you, how sustainable it is. And desire is, is just like any other thing. It, it comes and it passes as well, but it has a function. And its function is to wake us up, to electrify our energy, to have us... I mean, desire for me, what's coming is the smell of toast or the smell of bacon or the smell of some coffee first thing in the morning. Desire is that thing that arouses you out of a slumber. And I think that when we learn about stillness and numbness, knowing that desire is also part of the evolution, part of the seasons, we can take comfort in the fact that we will be moved if we are open. We will be shown the next steps. We will be able to walk forward. We don't get stuck in any place unless we choose to not see the opportunities and the doorways and the windows and the crack of light and the gold. And, and so next podcast, I'd like to talk about desire more deeply. And I'd like to talk about celebrating more deeply because 
when we don't fully engage with all aspects of the cycle and all aspects of the seasons we don't get to feel and experience the richness as we could we don't get to celebrate fully because perhaps we're on to the next thing we don't get to allow we don't necessarily allow desire to really stew and simmer and build momentum and create exponential energy increases if we don't allow our bodies to hold it and sit with it and that's like many parts of the cycle and the seasons to be able to let our bodies sit with it and really have it pick up steam and exponentiate within our energy is a disservice because life is so incredible and it's so rich and we can feel alive just by choosing to consciously co-create with our life thank you for listening i can't wait to return and discuss pleasure and desire thank you very much